All right, Jalen, we are back. Uh, after another week away, it's been great. It's, we're excited for this one. No Christian tonight. He's still in mourning uh, after rightfully so. AFC Championship heartbreak and just the most boring Super Bowl ever set up. But we're not really going to talk about that. We'll get into that more next week. Um, I'm sure if we have Christian, hopefully he'll be back by then. Uh, with the Chief Niners Chiefs. We're going to get to do, you and I have both been excited, an all-basketball episode. We've just touched on NBA briefly here and there, so this is this is a good one coming up, but basketball special. Oh, yeah. And, it, you know, for all those of you out there who think that we're a little bit of weak-willed to not talk about football, listen, folks. We've been we've been we've been we've been scratching, itching to get some NBA content on here. We know the people been other people have been wanting to hear it too. So here we go. I, I, we're we're honestly ready for this. Like I, I, I'm excited. I'm actually did my I did a little bit of I did actually a little bit of background research here, oh. so that way we have have some fun takes and stuff. I even dove down into the uh, YouTube's and seen what other people have been posting, and it's been some fun te- fun stuff that I found out there on the internet. So, and that's the thing about the NBA. There's some people out there with there's a lot oh. of people with a lot of things to say. Oh, the NBA. The NBA Twitter like internet is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm just learning it. I'm just learning it. It's something I have not yet tapped into, but of recently, it is been wow. it's been fun. It's been really fun. Like I've been finding new takes and everything. So hopefully we have a good one here and everything. There's some stuff that I found that might be interesting. Uh Colby, what do you uh what do you got first up on the board of NBA here at on our NBA uh coverage? I'll just say I've been on NBA Twitter since I've had Twitter. When I first got Twitter when I was like 16, I just like, I didn't really know like who to follow other than my friends and immediate people I knew. And so I just followed a bunch of NBA accounts and that just kind of started me down. the oh, But anyways, <laughs> I digress. So yeah, well, we're going to get into some teams to break down. There's been a lot of trends. A lot has happened, obviously. Oh, man. Embiid. Went from looking like a runaway MVP to now he's hurt. He's not going to be able to meet the game requirements. So that sucks. Hope to see him get better. Um, the Bucks, obviously, we've mentioned the Doc Rivers. We actually did talk about Doc Rivers, and we squeezed that into the last episode with Christian. Um, yes. And the Bucks mess. But we got to start, as we were just talking like an hour or so before we started this, they announced the All-Star Reserves. The starters had been out. So we now have the full All-Star docket. Um, there's a lot of good stuff, a lot that I, several things that I disagree with and people who I think got snubbed, which I definitely wanted to talk about that, the controversy, but I will just have to start, but I got to start, of course, pat myself and my guy on the back. Paulo made it. Oh, made it as nope. a reserve. Uh, that was my favorite reserve. one, honestly. I don't know if you saw the thing I sent you yesterday where he's never, never played in a national TV game. Yep. I mean, I get that. I thought that Lakers game was, or was that? No, I must have been on a spectrum then. Yeah, just no, Paolo. I'm so happy that people recognize what he's doing, the coaches, because he gets no obviously attention in the media. The Wembenyama stuff, and I love like Wembenyama, but I thought that was a little disrespectful to Paolo. How much just Wembenyama has gotten discussed, which he's obviously more high prospect. He so I understand that, but like. No one spent five minutes on any of like the national TV shows once or anything talking about how great Paulo was as a rookie or how great he's been this year. So 
I hope he starts to get more of the recognition he deserves. I don't know that I would trade him straight up for Wembenyama. I don't think I would. He's I like him that much, what he does. So shout out to Paolo. Well-deserved. Hope he'll start getting some more flowers in the future. I don't know if he will get that flower from me yet personally um <laughs> uh just because i i have a fun wemby take that we can get to here in a little bit but wemby's been playing some good basketball as oh of he's right. great he good, no he's great adjustment and he's cooking now he's so great. his team's all <laughs> he's great but i honestly back to paulo though like i said when i first saw that news it did make me smile it, it was <laughs> it was one of those things where you're just like ah oh, I, I know what's coming but at the same time it's rightfully deserved because they were talking about that. There's a lot of people that they could have picked not named Paulo, mm-hmm. you know, on that list. And yeah. it, it gets really interesting when the fact, when you consider the fact that he did get picked, I'm trying to pull up the full list right here. Here we yeah, go. I, I got it. So the interesting thing, well, you mentioned that and we don't have to get into the full list with the East. The other interesting thing, I'll just to tie into talking about Paolo and the people he made it over, as you mentioned, one of them will actually get in because Julius Randall made it, but he's out. Yeah. For two three weeks so there will be one guy who gets to another guy still that hasn't been announced yet who will get to be his sub uh so it'll be interesting to see who gets that spot i was randall i was surprised he made i mean he's had a great year but i would be the big man he would replace so i mean he's a forward i guess he would be in as a forward so let me think about that so who in the east above? jared allen dude come on jared, jared allen case jared allen's been great or Franz. Um, you could go either way. Franz, I don't think, no. Franz has had some moments. Pete Franz has also been hurt a little bit. Um, let me pull up. So, sucks pretty- that Chris Toffs got hurt. He probably could have gotten in, honestly, the season he's has with the Celtics. Yeah, he he definitely has a case. I mean, I guess it's not like egregious that uh that he made it. Um, but I I would say he was the one. I, I'll say this the East I thought was better than the West. And now they probably had a much easier job. I don't think there's anyone who got like horribly snubbed in the East. I guess, yeah, you would say Allen would have the best case. So, I mean, it's not that crazy. It's crazy when you think about it, like Bam Autobio, just an automatic bid at this point now too for a reserve. It feels like, like he's been in, he's been in the all-star selections almost every other year. It feels like, or at least every year now, I don't know, but such a defense. He is the defensive selection and they were talking about the Western picks and everything um my surprise pick obviously glad to see anthony edwards pissed that he's a reserve and didn't beat sga i was really hoping we'd have a certain thunder representative on here to debate that on but uh we'll save that well i'll just tell you now then since lude couldn't make it i would have agreed with him on this i love anthony edwards i do deserves to be started come on God, and it pains me too. But then you got to remember, we're the number one team in the league right now, and or at least in the they're Western like a conference. half game behind you. They have almost the same record. Yeah, but they don't. But they, right, right. they don't. deserves to be on there. Yeah, but he, he does. But the other one, though, it's the other, it's the other wolf that we're people are having some questions about because in the West, there's a lot of people that you easily can replace with a king for this wolf. And yeah. it is Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, uh, I agree with those takes that it is. You can easily swap him out. I've loved that cat's on there. He's been on a tear yeah. since that Charlotte's game. Well, I think maybe a game or two before that, actually. But he's been on a tear lately, too, though. So best team in the West as well. But those Kings players, Sabonis and Fox. Both of them not making it. As yeah. Well. I understand only because you look at the names. The West is way tougher. 
as you said, there's way more great players that got snubbed in the West. Um, but yeah, one of them should have been on there. Cat. The other thing with Cat is a lot of people I heard were talking like a lot of people think thought that uh, Rudy Gobert showing his own team could have made it over him because of the defense because what he's met to the best defense in the league this year. Um, and he's been the anchor of it. So I thought you could go either way. I don't think, I mean, yeah, I probably would have had some bonus over Cat or someone. Shingun also didn't make it. Team's probably not quite good enough. He has a real case, though. He's been unbelievable this year. Um, I thought the most egregious thing, actually, the Kings, obviously, as you mentioned, neither of them being on there is the most disrespect. De'Aaron Fox should be on there over Devin Booker. I know Booker is a bigger name and he's accomplished more in the long arc of things. So from that point of view, I get it. He's been very good when he's played. But the Kings really have, been a, have a better record than the Suns. I mean, it's close, but they have a better record. Um, just slightly. And Booker's missed time. I thought, and Fox has been sensational this season. So I thought Fox should have been swapped out for Devin Booker. Um, I'm looking at the fact that you were talking about defense and I'm looking at these choices and their defensive choices are like Anthony, like you got Anthony Davis on here, Kawhi Leonard, I guess he's like all around, you know, but it's, I would have put, would I put a go Rudy Gobert in? Not really. I mean, this is the all star game. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's the, yeah, this is the, this is at the end. That's my only argument is this is the all star game. I think that's why they drew the line there. But man, like Anthony Davis, when you're mentioning like De'Aaron Fox and what the Lakers are struggling to do right now, they probably would have been another team. Them, I mean, Look, they were just talking about Curry on uh on YouTube that I was just watching here. They were just talking about how Curry got the uh, essential auto bid. But I mean, he's been cooking. I mean, he's he's been doing what he's been doing. He's been Curry's been doing being Curry. You know, he's just can't win in game. He's just working with what he got. Yeah. So we'll talk I was about to say Yeah, he deserves to be on there. Absolutely. And everything. And as I go down this list, though, it's definitely. Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Like, yeah, you're going to put LeBron in, of course. So I'm not arguing about that. But you got Anthony Davis there. That's in their record. And that's where I question it. That's my thing. So. Uh, AD's been great, though. That's the thing. Like, him and LeBron both deserve to be all-stars. They've both been excellent individually. But their team has obviously been – it's kind of a True. disaster. So yeah. case, a king should be on there, though. That's one of – it doesn't even matter which one, really. But one of them has to be on there. That, that's disrespectful. Yeah. It's hard to justify the, putting them over some of these guys, though. I mean, the only other one is Carl Anthony Towns. I think Sabonis he's, could easily be over Cat. He's had a crazier. And I, like I said, I think Fox should be on over Devin Booker. That's the one that I would make swap out. The rest of them, I think, all make sense. PG, Kawhi, both deserve to be on there. Um, Curry, obviously. So, But those were the only the main issues I had. But, yeah, it just shows, like, the depth of talent in the league, man. Like some of these players that didn't make it, especially more out the West. Like Shingoon has been crazy. Shingoon has a legitimate case. If the Rockets were like five, six games better, he would almost have to be on them. They're not, that's probably the only reason he didn't make it. They're not quite good enough. Um, But I mean, they're right there with the Lakers at the same time. So Lowry Markinen also could have snubbed. He's had a great year. I, I don't know who you put him over again. Probably none of those guys, but he's has a case to be up there for sure. Yeah, much harder in the West. I, that's why I was a little surprised when you said that the Eastern one was better than the West. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, and the East. I also just forgot. So your boy, your boy Jared Allen probably is going to get to be in it because I also Embiid is probably 
I mean, I guess they haven't said for sure. I'm guessing Embiid's not going to be playing in the All-Star game, no, if I had to uh, guess. So there's probably going to be two new two new guys in the East. Allen's yeah. got one of them. Allen's got to get, get that spot. Maybe you'll see Franz. I'm telling you, Colby, he was going, wasn't he doing pretty, he was doing something in the beginning. I don't think he would be the next one. I think the next one would be, oh, I mean, that's where it gets tough. Oh, Trey Young. Trey Young might get in there. It's like a wild card. They're just so fast, but he's good. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that's Trey. No, you know what? I take it back. You know who deserves to be actually the first one called? Scotty Barnes. Even though that team's terrible, he's been very, very good all year. He's both sides of the ball. They're awful. So, I mean, I get that side of it, but I, Scotty Barnes, I think, should be in there. I forgot about him already. He's been great. Darko would agree with you. I can tell you that much. Darko would 100% agree I with like you. Darko. I like <laughs> Yeah. Raptors. We'll get to them in tears, but I like what I've seen, what they've done in recent weeks. They finally listened to our advice. <laughs> hey, and I think, uh, I think he's I think it's showing too. Like, I mean, they're listening. I hope it works for them. That's all I can say. I hope it works for them. Um, that's all I can ask. But man, these this all star list. I'm just trying to think of one last thing. You got Halliburton up in there, but the most important yeah, one. He's I think, hard, well, he, he's probably playing though, right? He's, I think he's. Playing. Yeah, he's a starter. He's a starter. Yeah. And everything. I'm looking at the complete list now and everything. He's a starter. You got Damian Lillard as a starter as well. Brunson should have been over Dave as a starter. Definitely. Yeah. Brunson absolutely yeah. deserves to be a starter over Dave. They both should or be. Or even Maxi, honestly, in my opinion. I would have probably even put Maxi over Dame right now. I think that's fine. I mean, or Mitchell, but I would say Brunson is the one who most deserves it. Brunson's cr- I mean, the Knicks are the three seed right now, which is wild. They're on a tear. Yeah, it's it's gonna get interesting. I, I can't wait to hear these tears because I got some fun little takes for us to get to there. So Let's get it. I'm pretty much all cashed out with the all-stars. Um, yeah, go Nicola doing his thing. Uh, the funnest thing's going to be, all right, here's a little fun take, Colby. Will Nikola Jokic be picked last again at the all-star game? We're not doing it this year, remember? It's east-west again. It's back to east-west. West is going to smoke them if they actually try. Oh actually, God. yeah, with all the people hurt, if they're trying, the west is going to smoke the east. Yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this going to be fun I'm for the so west. I'm so glad they went back to west versus east. But yeah, I did not like Team LeBron and Team Giannis and all that, or you know, and they had always kept it as East versus West. That's not the reason it's it was bad. The reason it's bad is because it's a it's a freaking all star game. Like I don't know, if you're gonna get you're not gonna get guys to care that much about it, no matter what you do. Well, I care about it. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of the funnest games of the year, Colby. You gotta admit that. If they actually want them to like legitimately play hard. They have to do what baseball does and be like East versus West. Whoever wins, you get home court in the finals, The no matter the records of the team. They really want them to care. I think that would make them care the most. The That'd one, wild, one thing I like about baseball, they actually have to kind of, they actually have some real incentive in their all-star game. What do you know, folks? And we're getting close to the baseball too. That's a little yeah. uh, sneak, <laughs> sneak peek to the end of the episode okay. there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, anyways, here we go. I can't wait. First thing off the chat list, Colby. I'm just going to go right off the bat here. We were talking about all-stars and stuff. And at the beginning, we mentioned Wimby. Let's talk about the rookie of the year contest a little bit and everything. And as I mentioned, Wimby has now made an adjustment to be a center. And at first, Chet 
was pretty much dominating. I'm pretty sure they say the rookie of the year conversation. Yeah. Until of recent and everything. I don't know if you watched that game where it's Chet versus uh the Thunder versus Spurs of the recent. Yeah, they go matchup. at each other. Uh yeah. Victor, when he was assigned to the center position, he was going at Chet. So I'm here to say, Colby, where do you stand on the Chet versus Wemby debate right now? Who is your rookie of the year out of those two? Um it's interesting. It's obviously so it's tough, right? Because Wemby has better numbers across the board, but Chet is contributing to a legitimate contender while Wemby's on one of the th- probably the third worst team in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got to weigh that in. There's also, I know most people don't weigh this in, but there's also the thing that Chet, like he was obviously, he's a rookie because he didn't play la- all last year's hurt, but technically he was drafted two years ago. So, you know, that's the whole, harkens back to the whole Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell year. Uh, I don't know if you remember all that, the debate, and Donovan Mitchell's pissed that Ben Simmons won it over him because Ben Simmons was his second year, but he was hurt his whole first year. I would have to give it to the, to Wemby, honestly. Right now, it's close. I would lean Wemby just because he, he's, he's averaging his numbers, even though they're awful, he's averaging over three blocks a game. That's crazy. Like, he's already just insane with the blocking. His score, as you said, he's 20, 2010, essentially, like, 2010, three and three blocks. Like the three blocks mm-hmm. thing is just nuts. So, and Chet's great with blocks too. He's over two a game. Uh, but I, I would slightly lean Wemby right now, even though the Spurs are awful. Hey, just when it's close like that, I'm going to weigh the second year thing into it. That's a fair take, honestly. Um, with the second year, I was going into this without even considering the second year. I'm just trying to trying to think of just how they perform and all that. Yeah. Um, so okay. you could consider the head to heads, but. For me, I'm looking at just how they are. I mean, yeah, you got to look at the situation. Yeah, Chet's contributing to a team that's actually winning. I mean, they're the second team in the West. I mean, and he's Wemby's the second there. guy on that team. And Wemby's out there with a bunch of scrubs. Exactly. Like it, himself, but the rest is kind of a mess. Not so my, th- my thing is, is I would love to see Wemby get – this, like you said, he has the numbers to prove that he can still be rookie of the year. Um, it's to the point where these two guys have just blown away almost the other competitions. Uh, shout out Scoot Henderson, who's proven that the Blazers are probably going to get another high round pick again. So hopefully that helps him out. But uh, Miller, Miller's been great. Yeah, he's he's way the Charlotte him. Hornets, right? Yeah, but he has been on a tear lately. But they're also mm. horrible. He's nowhere. Yeah. I mean, their coach just came out and said that. I don't know if you heard that interview where the coach was like, they were like, what's one of the problems of this team? And he's like, we're under talented. That's the problem. Like <laughs> yeah. he literally came out and said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So looking, they're looking like they made the right choice. It's obviously we're only what five months in, but three, four months in, but early returns looking like they made the right call with Brandon Miller over Scoot. Yeah. Um, and good. It looks like for me, what took, what made me really put this down though, is the fact that it took them so long and San Antonio for pop and Wimby to make this decision. Apparently they refused, apparently Wimby initially refused to play center. That's and so I, when I first heard that, I was like, la- like you said, I thought that was so funny. I was like, dude, you have Popovich. <laughs> and I was like, with the guys that he worked with in the history of the NBA, like he is one of the best people to work with big men and you're not going to play center. And then now they put him in the center and his numbers have even jumped even more. 
And so, there was a weird thing where they had Jeremy Sohan was playing point guard, and he's like a three four hybrid, really. And it was just I forgot who replaced him. Yeah, that's right. And that was gross. Just, I mean, they're still awful, but they, yeah, they're bad. That's their main problem. <laughs> I think it's what like Tyus Jones, I think, playing. No, not even Trey Jones. His, Trey Jones, his brother. There we go. His good brother. No disrespect mm-hmm. to Trey Jones. I mean, he's a rotational NBA guy, but. Yeah, I knew it was one of the brothers. Hey, no offense to him. Yeah. You're right. We Maybe were close. <laughs> well, we'll see about that on the court, right, Colby? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so that was my first one. And if I had to choose, I am I'm obviously going to lean Wimby as well, personally. On to the next one. I really wish, I really wish he was here and everything to talk about some of these. But we're going to go to what Eastern teams can match the top three and everything in the, in the East for the trade deadline and everything. So as you know, trade deadline approaching and everything, I'm going to pull up the top three Eastern standings real quick because even though I looked at it today, yeah, it's not even top three really. It's more like who can really match the Celtics right now in my mind <laughs> and everything. So what team has the best shot to make a move and match the Celtics to give them a, a run for their money in the postseason, Colby? Hmm. Well, that's interesting because so the Knicks and Philly – or not Philly. The Knicks and uh, Miami already made one move. I think the Knicks still might have another move to make. Cleveland, they're on a tear right now, but it's a little bit of who knows. Um, I would say – because Milwaukee has no moves to make. Like, what – I was – I don't know if you saw that thing where they, it came out. They're like, the Bucks are interested in DeJounte Murray. I was like, yeah, that's hilarious. Like, what – what what are they are they going to kidnap him like what are the, how are they planning to acquire him they literally have i mean they have they've they've exhausted all their resources they have no tradable assets uh Ooh, bobby at, portis anymore bobby portis. yeah yeah exactly bobby <laughs> your best trade asset that's uh you know i mean i like oh my god but you're not getting a whole lot for that i would say i mean i would have said philly but now with the injury stuff uh I mean, I'll, I'll still say Philly, I guess, because I think if Philly makes a big move, I think the perfect move would be like a DeRozan type. Maybe if you could get Jeremy Grant from the Blazers. Um, the dream for a couple teams. I have a dream Sacramento trade that would never happen uh, as far as who I think they should try to get. Maybe we'll get to that later. Oh, but Maybe. Uh, I, it's not happening. Um, yeah, I would say Philly and or the Knicks. I think the Knicks have one more move to make. Knicks don't even need like a star. They can just get like a maybe one of the Utah guards, like Clarkson or Sexton or someone like that, or just kind of like one more sort of bucket scoring kind of guard for the bench. I think that the Knicks will be no fun to play for the Celtics. Well, that Thibs team would be smiling like they are you as of late. However, I'm looking at I like the Cavs here. Um personally, I actually do like the Cavs here. They just have they have the players that can dish around and make an interesting move and everything. They do got the guys to do that. And you always hear the fact that Donovan Mitchell, but it's gone quiet. Remember at the beginning of the season they were like Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to be a Cavalier, yada yada yada. Here we are at the trade deadline and it's on pretty quiet or at least from what I've seen. Um I don't know, have you heard anything about the man? No, I mean it's he's still got a couple years See? off the deal, so it's not like it's he's a free agent this summer. He got renamed. at the beginning of the season. There, he was. You heard the rumors. You heard the complaints. You yeah. saw. You know, you saw it all. 
So yeah. it's just like, and now here we are. I mean, we we called it, you know, we were like, ah, it's gonna be probably off or not. And we were right. It was off or not. It was just like what he did in Utah. He was upset at Utah at one point. And guess what? He balled out and he gave a lot of those playoff teams a run for their money and everything like that. So, and I think that if they can make a move to challenge the seas, what's up? I was just, no, you're great. I was agreeing with you. I was just going to add, and he didn't even ask out of Utah. Like when they, he didn't demand a trade. If I'm remembering correctly, Danny Ainge came in there and was like, yeah, I'm blowing this up. This team's never going to make it. It's a second round. We'll continue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that's, and that was a fact. They, that was all they got to was the second round. I'm pretty sure. Thanks to your nuggets. Um, And some others. So, and some others, yes. But um, the Nuggets one is probably the ep- epitome and epitome of that whole team, honestly. Like, yeah. and the it, 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 maybe that or the the Maverick series, you know. Sorry to backtrack. Uh, yeah, where Jalen yeah. Brunson just beat them single-handedly. Yeah, well, they were the one seed when they, that year when they lost the yeah. in the second round. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the, anyways, this is different. I think that if the seat if the Cavs here make a move, they have a chance to challenge the Celtics. Um, what would that be? I mean, I'm a big fan of trying to just reinforce. I mean, they got big men already. So I'm here to just say get yourself a wing player and join the wing, the wing scenario yeah, like everyone yeah. else does. The thing with the Cavs that's so that's interesting you say that. It's so fascinating. It's like they have all this really high level talent. You're right about that. But like really the actual move would be you'd have to trade one of the core guys because like, yeah. I don't think Mitchell and Garland, they're both excellent. Garland's been, that's hard. why I was dancing around. They, yeah. Yeah. They don't fit super well. And Mobley and Allen. Um, I don't like Mobley. <laughs> Mobley's a great defender, but yeah, he, he hasn't, I mean, he, you, you would have ranked him as the highest asset, like going into like after last year and stuff, but he just, he hasn't developed a jumper. And, like, they've been on this tear when Mobley and Garland were out, and that's when Jared Allen started playing like an all-star because they got more spacing with the role guys. So, like... I mean, Jared Allen is an all-star. Yeah. Like, he was last year. Like, he was the year before. Like, Jared Allen is... I'm sorry, I am a Jared Allen fan. No, he's very good. Yeah, so... That's the thing. Like, would would they give up on the young guy, Mobley or Garland? The thing with Garland and Mitchell, like, you're probably Mm. not going to trade Garland if if you're worried that Mitchell is going to leave, right? But if Garland's knew, been there, yeah. If you knew Mitchell was staying, then you could probably get a haul for Garland or Mobley because they're both ascending high-level young guys. I mean, it's interesting. I don't know what they do, but I I do agree with you. If they move even like one of those guys and get like real wing spacing pieces, that I mean that that could really elevate their ceiling. Yeah, and to be honest with you, the only reason why I see the Cavs is because I think. The coach, I forgot his name already because we forgot we we botched the name before. Oh yeah, I so I never even. Oh, I'll I'll remember it. Hang on, give me two seconds. <laughs> As he... <laughs> I uh, I <laughs> As we botched the name before, so uh, he used to be just... Houston. He was like an assistant. Oh, uh, Main reason is Maybe. I don't trust. What was it, Bickerstaff? I'm pretty sure. I'm looking at. Oh up. no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's uh, JB Bickerstaff. Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yes, Mr. Bickerstaff. Um, <laughs> um, I just trust him more than I trust Doc Rivers and Thibs in the playoffs. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the other. That's the other one. As well. Trust everyone when Doc Rivers come to playoffs. <laughs> that was that was the other one as well. That's the other reason as well. You look at those other two teams above them at the moment. I would love to see. Um, this would be a great segue, actually. I would love to see Joel and Bead 
back on everything. Everyone's questioning this MB, this injury and all that stuff. No, um, he's looking really- like he won't. Do you think that, uh, I mean, first of all, do you think that he should play this regular season or thoughts on that? Because people are already saying that he should probably just sit out for this next half and I see mean, how they go. If it's like that serious, yeah. I mean, I don't know how serious it is. I don't think they've said yet. Like, I would certainly sit out through through until the after the All Star break. Um, if it's more severe, take I mean, take as much time as you need. I don't think it's going to be like a season ending thing, from what I understand. But I don't know that. I mean, they haven't confirmed anything yet, so it depends how bad it is. But I mean, yeah, I think they can. They have enough talent. I think they can tread water if he misses a month or so. I mean, you're probably not going to get one of those higher seeds, but you'll at least get a high enough. So, I mean, I don't think they're not going to fall below like six. Like, I don't think it's going to be tough for the magic to catch them. And Miami doesn't really care about the regular season very much. So. Yeah. We'll get to those two teams. Actually, they're the ones that I had up next. Um, Yeah. Let's go right into them. Uh, Too soon for the magic Colby, even though this is a tougher one to say, but. This play-in spot, they're going to have to play against the Hawks team that's been in the play-in game almost every year that it's been available. Oh, that's tough. That's a tough <laughs> challenge. That's a tough challenge. Let's make sure – let's remember that. Uh, <laughs> and then, like you just said, the Heat, they don't care until it matters. So, what, do you think Do you think it's a little too late for – is it too soon for the Magic? Or – because the Pacers, they're living up to the job right now. I mean, yeah, they fell apart a little bit, but – now that they, they have Siakam, yeah, the Pacers now are better than the Magic. Now that they have Siakam, um, it might be. It's too soon for them to think about going anywhere in the playoffs. They still should get in, I think. So here's the thing: you, I just crack it up because you are right. Trey Young is literally the goat of the play-in. I know that the play-in stats don't even count, but I would imagine Trey Young probably, if I had to guess, might be completely wrong. I would guess he's the all-time leading scorer in a play-in history. <laughs> right now <laughs> they've been built for that um they're the 10 seed right now so right now orlando eight chicago two and a half games back at nine we'll get to chicago too there's interesting things there i mean yeah it might be miami like you said in the playing game if they're facing miami me and everyone else is taking Miami. um they've got to get in though they got to at least get to the eight i think might be too early though you might be right that playing is gonna be a real test but I think Paolo's good enough. Paolo, that's the thing is, Paolo's better than anyone on the Bulls, and maybe anyone on the Hawks. Can argue about Trey Young versus Paolo, but let's see here. Oh, those are not it. I'm trying to. Find, I could have swore I had it. You're right though. There's it's, there's no stat. I think they don't keep any stat yeah, of those games for some reason. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's all I can say. <laughs> Like I can't find it. Like I'm actually looking. I can't find it. Go oh to- man, you gotta do like actual like game day scores lists and go yeah, through all those. Research is not worth it. Yeah, that's not worth it at this time. Um, goodness. Um, all right. So that was them, and then of course you mentioned the Heat. Look, you were just mentioning about how they already made their trade for their situation and everything. Look, that can't be the move. Terry Rozier could not have been the answer that you guys thought well, was he's supposed to be. He's an upgrade over Kyle Lowry. 
I don't think so. I didn't think so. When I saw that trade, I know he's more athletic. I know he's younger. I know Kyle Lowry's cooked, quote unquote, but he's a vet. He probably would have made some good play. Terry Rozier's a vet at this point, too. He's been in the league a long time. He's been in the league a while. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he does have a ring. There are a lot of old guys that have rings that can't play in the league anymore. Kyle Lowry. Don't do that to Sir Thickums. Come on. they, They gave up a one in like. 27 or something. So good job by Charlotte to at least get something for Terry Rozier when you suck anyway. Um, True. That I was mean, a raw, that was a good move up. by Charlotte. Yeah. Hold it for a first round. That's really good. And they got um, oh, they got a player too. I can't remember who it was. Or it was Lowry and Low- Lowry. They're gonna wave by him out, right? Um, Damn. Uh, I mean, I do I, not like scary Terry uh, though. I did not like that move personally. Well, just wait till he's in the playoffs and they give him the Miami Heat, the Heat culture is brain, and he's going to be out zombie there brain. over 30, hitting contested threes in a playoff game, just like so many other Heat role players before him. And you're going to be like, what the hell? So I just because the Heat honestly have such a benefit of the doubt, I, I thought it was a decent, solid trade in general. But like, even if I thought it was was a little more skeptical like you are, I'm just at this point of the belief that like any kind of move the Heat make for a role player is just going to work out fantastically. It's just it's just what they do. You're right. I mean, every time they move off of their role players, they seem to just disappear to any I, other I franchise. I promise you, Terry Rozier will have at least one thirty-plus point playoff game. I promise you, at least one. Maybe I'm going to write that down. That's a that's a take that we'll write down. Terry Rozier. As we wrap up the season here, Terry Rozier, 30-point game in the playoffs. <laughs> Just like they do on uh, TNT there. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's You can keep take that one to the bank. I wonder who that's going to be against. That's It's probably going to be against the Bucks. Watch. It's going to be the Heat versus the Bucks all over again. The, the Heat are going to somehow pull this shit off. Again, it, might just, it might just all implode. I think it will, honestly. I will. Colby, I got a take for the second half of this podcast. It's going to be interesting to kick off since that's a perfect transition for us right there. All right. I'm excited. All right, Jalen, let's hear this Bucks question. All right. So, Colby, it's pretty straightforward. And this was written in, you know, before you even know what's going to be said on here. And the question is, Colby, are the Bucks even scary? Um, I mean, that depends who you are. If I'm the magic, yeah, they're still scary. But to the Celtics, probably not. Not right now. I don't know. That's a good answer. They're still (laughs) at least a fraction scary because they have Giannis and Dame at the end of the day. And in the playoff game, those two guys could just be going ballistic and you can't stop them and you lose. But I, I don't think, I mean, I would feel with the coaching situation and kind of the mess it's been this year, I don't think they're that scary. I don't think that's a bad take at all. They can certainly get got by any of these. They're not not by Orlando, but like any of the rest of these teams could probably not Cleveland. Maybe the rest of these teams could get them. Miami, the Indiana was like four and one against them this year. Uh, even though I'd probably still lean Milwaukee in a playoff series. Obviously Philly, Boston, obviously, and the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks, the sell the Bucks want any part of the Knicks. I think that that would be. Kind of a rough mm. yeah. Oh, man. And it's been a long time since we got the time. That's the next team on deck. Hang on. 
Let me talk about the Bucks here. Um, dude, I'm telling you, I had takes ready for a lot of teams, okay? I had some takes ready. Um, anyways, my take on this, though, is you're right. Yes, they have a lot of weapons left and right. I think this team is scary until the game or the series reaches game seven. We all know the infamous, we all know the infamous stat line that Doc Rivers can't win a game seven. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this team oh, they as long as they don't, lead, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, or if they take a three-one lead. So let me just say, as long as it doesn't hit game, there's two conditions. And that's why Doc Rivers, he can he still won us, he still is an NBA champion. He did win one for Boston. So we gotta at least yeah. consider oh, that. That's what they consider. Yeah, it's a long time ago. That's we were probably even younger than that. No, we were way – well, yeah, we were younger than that because, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm trying to think how old I am now. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> I do think that, though, the Bucks are, like you said, they are scary with those two guys up front. Chris Middleton needs to get it together from what I'm hearing. Uh, from what I'm hearing and seeing, he needs to get it together. Um, I would have used to be. Yeah, and defensively, I mean, they are getting cooked on defense, and that's not the Bucks of old. And when I see that, that, in my opinion, is a stick of vulnerability. So I guess you also have to consider the fact that, yeah, if they also play the Heat, they're kind of screwed. So uh, all those conditions, I'm actually going to say, yeah, they're no longer scary. I'm going to stay by that take, actually. I don't think they're as scary as they usually, as I used to think they were. All right, and then to the team that I kind of foreshadowed, it is Colby. I don't know the NBA trade clause as as well as you, but if a player is injured, are they allowed to trade them? Yes, I think so. so yeah, you can do that in the NBA. Steven Adams just got traded today, actually. He's oh, yeah, that's a good point. He got traded to Houston for Oladipo and picks. That's a good point, actually. It's something that happened. So... I was initially I was originally going into this thinking that the Knicks, this Randall injury might have stopped. They might be going good without Julius Randall these next couple of weeks, and they'll probably realize they don't. Like I thought they were trapped with him, but apparently I think if they were without Julius Randall, Colby, what playoff round do you think they can make it to? Or do you think they need him? Oh, well, they definitely need him. Just you because- think so? They go far in the playoffs, yeah. I mean, unless they're tra- – well, if, like you said, you mentioned the trade thing. If they trade him for someone and get something, then that's different. But, like, mm-hmm. as right now you're just replacing him with the guys on your bench. So, like, I think they'll be fine without him. He's not their best – Brunson is their best player. So, it's not like you're losing your best guy, but losing him still hurts. And they haven't had – they've been great without Mitchell Robinson. They're getting him back. Um. So, yeah, I think they can tread water. But to go anywhere in the playoffs, they need Randall. But yeah, if they trade him for someone else, that's a different story. But mm. yeah, they they're not going anywhere without Randall in the playoffs. But he's going to be back cool. well before the playoffs. I think that I thought this team would be a lot more fun to watch without Julius Randall. Maybe be. that maybe that's just me buying into the New York Twitter bias. Maybe that's me going <laughs> into the wrong side of the NBA media. I fell into the wrong tra- wrong trap holes or something like that. Um, all right. We're going to wrap things up here with my last couple of questions here, Colby. And these are some fun ones. You ready? Little mini segments. Oh, okay. I'm ready. We got, I'm going to give you higher chance to make the playoffs and everything. And this is going to be from the seven seed under. You could pick two teams, 
and everything. Two teams that have a high chance to make it to the playoffs. And then our next one's going to be just so you can get it, get so, so that way you can keep these in mind. It's going to be biggest chance to drop post All Star break. So Ooh. they got some time, but biggest chance to drop post All Star break. So, and those are going to be your top six seeds only. Oh, okay. So as of today's standings, interesting. Mm-hmm. As of today's standings. So someone below the seven seed, you said, mm-hmm. will make it. Okay. So two that will make it that are below the seven. Yes. Okay. Well, the Lakers are going to make it. They'll still make it, I think. Oh, so, you're going throwing the Lakers in automatically. Yeah, I think they'll still make it. Lakers. You know what, Colby? I think you're going. Hang on, hang on. Let me just stop you before you start explaining. Let me just tell you mine. My number one pick is the Rockets, Colby. Okay. Really? Wow. Come see, on. Let, let, let's see Singoon in a play-in game. I would let's love see to Singoon in a play-in game. I think I, that's, play-in. that's where I that see them getting in. I see them in a play-in game, and I definitely see them giving some teams a run for their money, especially if that play-in game is going to have the Warriors or Lakers in it. I definitely see the Rockets a little. I definitely see the Rockets coming a little bit more on edge with those two teams. I don't think the Warriors are even going to make it to the play-in. Colby, my second team is the Warriors. Really? So, yes. Well, you and I, I know it's a long shot. I know it's a long no, shot. It's the bottom of my list. It's the bottom of my list. I could have picked. I could have chosen the Magic. I mean, oh, not the Magic. The yeah. Mavs. I had the Mavs on here, but I had to Mavs are two. definitely going to make it too. I can't yeah, believe. I, eight. Huh? I can't believe they're eight. They're definitely making it. So I'll just go ahead and say them for my second one. Both, that's why I said the Warriors. I mean, look, the Warriors, This you chose the Lakers because of their veteran experience. I'm choosing the Warriors for that same reason. I just trust the Warriors. They still got three guys instead of the Lakers, too. So I, I just trust that fact. I trust the, the Splash Brothers. I don't like the fact that Clay hasn't been doing the best with basketball, but it's like we said at the beginning of this episode, Curry's still doing Curry things. Right. I mean, as long as that's happening and you got Steve Kerr at the helm, something's going to click eventually. I mean, and then when it does, they're going to roll. And who knows how long they're going to roll is the thing. I agree, but I think it'll be enough for them to at least put up a good fight. They have to make a big, they have to make significant moves at the trade deadline. I would say if that happens, I agree. They have to, they cannot run it forward with the team they have. No, I agree on that as well. Um, I do expect them to make some moves. Dear God, I hope they do. Um, no, even though it's crazy, we're at the end of the. This is technically. Would you say we're already at the end of the Warriors dynasty, Colby? Oh yeah, it's been. Over. As you wear your Nuggets championship jersey, I mean, yeah. sure. <laughs> as you wear your last, Nuggets. Anyway. Last, last year, it it did last the, year. the final hurrah was Steph Curry dropping fifty and breaking all the hearts of the poor people of Sacramento who've been tortured for so long. Um, that was the last gasp. And then LeBron. Set him to the grave, and now Jokic runs the West. Well, we'll see what those tears say, right? We'll see what those tears say. Um, all right, and then Colby, what are your biggest teams to biggest chance to drop post All Star break? Who are your two teams? So it's tough because you made it the six. Because if you had, if you mm-hmm. included the seven, a team uh, it's too easy. I would have, yeah, it's too easy. I would have said New Orleans. That's the safest bet of the actual good teams. Man, this is tough. I would say, hmm. I have my answers. You want to hear mine? 
let me give mine first because we might. Okay. Be oh, okay. I'm gonna say there's like three. I'm way wavering between here. Um, I'll I'll say the Clippers though. Just oh. was that one of yours? <laughs> no, I had them on my list, but I crossed them off for someone else. So no, that's the- why I said, "Oh." Excellent right now, and I'm not necessarily even predicting this will happen, but they just have by far the most uh combustibility, shall we say? It could, yeah, they have the, the most age combustibility, yeah, yeah, injury history. James Harden, uh, end of the honeymoon phase. Like, what if James Harden gets upset about something? That's they're a very uh potentially explosive, they're excellent right now, but there's this. It could easily, you know, you wouldn't be stunned at all if someone either gets hurt or James Harden goes sideways, and it could all fall apart quickly. So just I because that, the Clippers, I took that same energy, and I threw that onto the Suns, Colby. Ooh, that was my yeah. first team. I chose the Suns as my first one. I mean, like you just said, a lot of they're very combustible. Is a respect a nice way to put it. I like that. Um, also, it's just you know very i mean sure bull bull had some house of highlights moments that i've seen on the internet congratulations but i'm sitting here you colby you even said it on our all-star coverage here devin booker is very interchangeable in everything uh not not on the team dear god he is important to the suns let me clear that up real quick but for the all-star game you could have put darren fox in there and it's just hasn't been the same kevin durant Seems a little moody, if you ask me. So Kevin Durant's still been very good this year. Yeah, he could be good all he wants, but he hasn't been the same. I don't know. Kevin Durant's, I guess, always moody. I mean, but... I hey, look, I have not killed. I think this is a fine take because I, listen, I am very skeptical of the Suns organization. I am too. That's the thing. I am skeptical uh, of these decisions as well. I, I, he... That's the main reason why I have them on here. It's just a lot of skepticism. Their fourth best player is Grayson Allen. So... There it is. There it is. All right. And your second one, Colby. Oh, my. I get a second one that could have dropped off? Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, then I'll Got say you two. in the East, I go back and forth. Uh, I'll say Philly just because of some of the same reasons. One, just Embiid being hurt, and there's some history of it. I almost said Cleveland as well as thinking about them just because, like, when everyone's back, what is it going to look like? Uh, it's just weird. I'll say Philly, just because the Embiid injury, and you know they don't have the best uh, history of uh, yeah being great down the stretch. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go see. A line was tough. I actually had Philly on my list as well, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go with the Bucks here. They haven't. I don't think you said. I think you said it. Doc Rivers struggling. Since he came on, I mean, it's been a tough challenge. He had to play the Nuggets as his first game. Um, I just think the whole coaching thing and all that jazz is going to really come back to bite him. And who knows, maybe it all won't settle in as easy as we thought it was. That's probably going to be something that we're going to be talking about. So, yeah, there it is. And we didn't even get into my favorite part of this scat part. It was going to be – us talking about the strength of schedules remaining, but I do want to just give a little oh. shout out for this. Just just for the month of February, because this is very interesting, Colby. So in the month of February, if we had everybody on here, all four 
of our teams were in the top 10 easiest. This should be our, all of us were in the top 10 for easiest schedule for the month. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It went Cleveland, OKC, Pacers, Pels, Suns, Magic, Nugs, Celtics, Wolves, Clippers, Lakers. So it should be a good month for us is what the, is what it's saying. And uh, I would have loved to share that with you. But the fun little caveat is the Wizards have the hardest strength of schedule in February. And the question is, Colby, I'm going to pull up the Wizards schedule while you uh, think about this. But will the Wizards win in February? A single game? Oh, <laughs> I had it also take I was going to throw on to that as well about the Wizards. But I'll wait for that. Um it is a shorter month than all the others. They play the Heat tomorrow. <laughs> they play the Heat tomorrow. Probably not winning that one. Maybe. Heat don't care about that. All right, you ready? Yeah. Heat. No. Suns. Maybe, but no. Cavs. No. Celtics. No. 76ers. And beat out, maybe. Mavs. No. Pelicans. Probably not, but the Pelicans are also a weird team. And then all-star break happens. You come back and you play the Nuggets. No. At Denver. No. Go to go to OKC. Nope. Cleveland. Nope. And then the Warriors. Maybe. End of end of February Warriors. Anyone can beat the Warriors. Um I'll say oh, one. Is that one the one? Maybe that one or Philly with no Embiid potentially, or just someone else having a weird night. They'll win one game, probably just you one. Think so? yeah, I don't think so. Probably just one. I would put the over under at a half, though. I think that's good. <laughs> over under half a win in February for the Wizards. Dude, their last game is the Warriors and Lakers at the end of February when we're about to hit the playoff push. Yeah, that's like. That's rough, man. <laughs> I, I was also going to say, but my take, I think in spite of the history the Pistons achieved, I think they'll catch the Wizards. I think the Wizards will finish with the worst record. I think the Pistons will wind up. There's still three games behind them right now, but Pistons, they've at least shown a little bit of something in most of their losses lately, and they've won a couple times. I think the Pistons, I say. I think the Pistons will eventually catch the Wizards, and the Wizards will have the worst record. <laughs> I was about to say the Pistons have been sprinkling in wins here and there since they snapped their streaks. They're up to six and forty-one, baby. <laughs> here and there, here and there, we're working our way up. Here and there. Uh, oh, all right, Colby, I am all out of takes. Um, I'm gonna save some for next time when we got some NBA ones. I feel like some of these won't change, but uh, there we go, Cole. It's time for uh, something that we've been waiting for. Something that's definitely due. It's time for that damn tears list, baby. Let's see what you're cooking up. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm excited. I think the names are pretty good. Since it's NBA one, this is our last segment. We can spend a little bit of a – hopefully we won't have, hurry and have to rush it as much as we do at the end sometimes. Hey, okay. If we need another one, let's go ahead and t- put time in for another one. I got time. I will. I think we should be good. We'll see. Okay. <clears throat> the tears are back. First tears. Here was the most recent tears for – Pistons rewriting. They did. They ended up writing, rewriting the record books. The Pistons yeah. did. Um, so we've had some changes throughout the tiers, some movement. Some teams in similar spots, as you have. But some teams have moved a great deal. 
Some teams are at their highest point in the history of the being on the tiers. Others, you kind of know where they're going to be. So here we go. Without further ado, at the bottom row, I hope you have good scouts. <laughs> it's now Pistons no longer by themselves. It's now the five awful teams in the league. Five-team group of the Pistons, Wizards, Spurs, Blazers, and Hornets. They all have, well, the Pistons, except for the Pistons and Wizards. The other three at least have bright spots, right? The Spurs, Wemby's electric. Uh, the Pacer or the Blazers, they just beat Dame in his return, and they have some interesting young guys. And the Hornets, Brandon Miller appears to be a hit. He's been very, very good lately. Um, the Pistons, you know, they're at least letting Jaden Ivey play, actually be a point guard, and he's been much better. So that's something. The Wizards are a disaster. Um, I hope you have good scouts because unlike last year, where every year the bottom, the, every week time the bottom row was uh, something Wembenyama related, this is a much maligned draft. People do not like this draft coming up. There's no surefire number one pick in it. There still will be good players, obviously. There's always are, um, but it's going to be much tougher to figure out who they're going to be. So there's no sure thing picks at the top of this draft. I hope you have good scouts so you can figure out who to pick and because you're in a rough spot looking up at the rest of the league here for these teams. They're in a full rebuilds. Some of them obviously in much better positions than others, as I just mentioned. But I'm going to call my take right now, Colby. One of these teams are going to put their first round pick on whoever pops off the most during March Madness. I say it right now. I could see that. It's that kind of draft. Although I think most of, I think the top few picks, I have a feeling be international. The, some of the best prospects in the has been the wave. It has been the wave lately. There's another big athletic, not to the Wemby level, but the probably the number one prospect right now is Alex Saar, who's a 7-1 athletic French big man who's like a defensive specialist. He's not nearly what Wemby is. He's not as big, obviously, but he's very interesting. And there's a Nikola Topic, who I like as well, another Serbian. Um so we'll see how that goes. But I hope you got good scouts because, man, you, it's, it's no, no, no brainers in this draft. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. I'm, I'm already right there with you. All right. So that's the five awful teams in the league that are just truly horrible. Ready? Here we yes. go. Next here. Oh, what the hell? You're that good. Gosh. It still shows only one line for me. Oh, okay. Next here. Silver mm-hmm. lining season. Just a group of two. Almost had a third, but a group of two. Grizzlies and the Raptors. So the Grizzlies, they were in the year from hell tier a few times ago. It's got even worse. No jaw. The Everyone's injured. The season's over. Silver linings is they're still frisky some nights, a lot of nights, and they're getting a real look at a lot of these young guys, and they've had a couple of merge. This Vince Williams Jr. kid has been very good for them. Gigi Jackson, their second-round pick this year, looks like he's a real player. We'll see if he can keep developing. And you're going to get a high draft pick to come back with. They traded Steven Adams who's out. When you get Brandon Clark and John Morant back next year, you'll have a lotto pick that you can either use if you like one of these players or you can trade into something else. You After the Adams trade, you got more picks and cap flexibility, and you're getting a real look at a lot of these young guys to see what they can be. That's the silver lining in what's been a disaster year. Toronto, shout out, as we mentioned earlier, they finally did it. They bit the bullet. Ananobi traded, Siakam traded. They get players mostly for they get players for Ananobi, picks for Siakam. They also got um Bruce Brown, who's a valuable asset, who they are probably most people think seem to think they're gonna flip him again to a contender. 
Shout out legend Bruce Brown, champion in Denver. We'll always remember you. Yes, sir. Our linings is the Scotty Barnes, whatever weird funk he had last year after his great rookie season, that's gone. He's excellent. I said I think he'll be wind up in the all-star game as one of those replacements. Um, he's been terrific. The quickly thing has been interesting. Barrett's playing pretty well. It's silver lining season. You're getting a real look at these young guys. You're on the right timeline. You have assets and you're rebuilding. So while these teams are bad, there's some real silver linings here for both of them. Try to keep it positive. I like that because, first of all, I've been a Scotty Barnes guy since day one. And secondly, I was about to say, if anyone wants to question that, go to uh, All-Star Gazing episode. <laughs> that's when uh, that's right? when I made that prediction oh. from the way, way back when oh, I had my... Barnes. Oh, yeah. When I was I like... like you, mm. man. He's good. Mm-hmm. They got to that's one thing you love about I, I'm going to take a little side caveat here. That's the one thing I do love about the all-star game is the the NBA rookies, like the first and second years playing. Yeah, the other. rising stars game. Rising yeah. stars. Yeah, I love the rising stars I game. It gives them, it's a great game. Um, I hope to see a couple of Grizzly players actually from that game because uh, I think they got some guys that I have basketball cards of. So uh, I'm going to look. What is it? I think his name's Roddy. I think the big dude, Roddy. I, I, I love watching that dude play. He's he's always fun to watch, especially now that they got rid of Steven Adams. I hope he gets some playing time. Well, he's already been injured. Yeah, I take that back. But anyways, Raptors back to this list. Uh, I like the Raptors here because a lot of silver linings uh, for this season. Yeah, they finally did what we said and everything. We don't have to put them at a higher respect, which would have been probably this next year where we're still yell- mad and yelling at these teams for not trading. Um, and for the Grizzlies, yeah, you get to see what you got with the rest of these guys without John Morant, and hopefully you can build them a competent team when he comes back. Yeah, I agree with that. They'll have real assets, real moves to be made. So that'll be interesting to see what they do. Good silver linings. All right, ready next year? Yeah. Come on, do something. This is the meme of the kid poking the thing with a stick. The do something in this case, you got to make some sorts of trades here. Nets, Hawks, Warriors. The Nets at one point seemed like they could have a competent team with the squad of great role players. They have fallen off a cliff. They're a disaster. They should just be trying to sell all their veteran pieces to the highest bidder. You got to go full tear down. At least you have some picks this time. Unlike the last time you blew up a super team and you just had no picks and nothing to work with. You at least have, you don't have your picks, but you at least have some picks from other people. Um, Atlanta, you have to break up the Jante and Trey Young thing. They had play. They were in the playoffs last year. They had playoff aspirations. They are terrible. They can't guard anyone. Um, they have to trade Murray, and I think they could get a decent amount for him. I'll be interested to see what happens with that. They got to make some other moves too. Um, they need to really shake up this roster, and obviously, as we've said a million times, the Warriors. My thing on the Warriors. Look, I know you're not trading Steph Curry, but there is a real argument you would have to think about for them. Is everyone thinks they're going to try to turn these assets into a star because of Steph? Rightfully so. Should they go the other way? They do have some really interesting young players. Kaminga is finally becoming something. I really like what I've seen from him this year, complaining in the press conferences and stuff aside. Um, He's really good. Uh, Pods, who they drafted uh, out of, I think, Santa Clara, if I remember correctly, their rookie guard, he's been really good. He's in the Rising Stars game. And they also, Trace Jackson Davis, who's their second-round pick, has been pretty good at rookie center. So they do have Moses Moody. He's fine. They have some real young pieces. 
obviously I doubt you're trading Steph and fully blowing it up, but you got to try to move off the clay. Draymond, who knows? Wiggins is a disaster. He went from being a disaster, a bust, to a, a revived stud that year with the Warriors to now back to being a disaster where people are thinking you're going to have to attach something to him to get him traded with his contract. So all these teams, come on, you got to do something. You can't keep throwing out the teams you have out there one way or another, try to improve and win or go the other way and go full rebuild, whatever. You got to do something. You can't keep running it out with your broken teams. Oh, it looks like you're having audio. No audio issues for Jalen. Oh, no. We'll, uh, we'll get back to you on that. All right. Technical issues solved. Back to the tiers. That is, of course, the come on, do something trade tier. And so, Jalen, I know you didn't get to really react um, to my whole rant. Any Just quickly, any, uh, any issues with that tier? Felt like it was pretty straightforward. It pains you to see such a team at this level. And for me, the team to see at this level, really, it's the Brooklyn Nets, Colby. That's <laughs> full of role players. The team that I actually was pretty high on coming into the season, I thought they would be a, a solid, again, six seed, like they were managing last season. Oh, but no, not at all. The the quote that Colby <laughs> and everyone else and even myself fell for, yeah, it's a team of role players. It's starting to come into play here. Um they tried, you know, they, they really did try. I want to see them do something because it's not like they are, all of them are role players, but they got some, I mean, they got to figure it out, but that's where I stand on uh, the Nets. For the Hawks and everything, I think, uh, yeah, we're obviously waiting for them to do something as well with Trey Young or DeJounte because they've been, both of their names have been in talks. Um, shoot, you're trying to get, I don't know what they got going on in the backcourt, right? Or front court. sorry, that's what they call it. <laughs> But anyways, oh, yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, the one that has the most attention is definitely the Warriors. Um, as I said, I think they definitely need to make a move because I have high aspirations for them. Uh, I do think they could still be a playoff team, but they definitely need a move to help prove that. Because um, right now, it definitely ain't it. And if you're sitting there saying Jordan Poole would have been helping them out, no. Uh, I don't think any – just their recent picks have not been – great um they have not panned out at all if you look at it so they definitely need to make a trade and get somebody that is a little bit more proven because they already got the guys that they already got the guys that want that have the playoff experience they just need some help they got, that's all they really need some competent help and they got a lot of young guys that aren't showing up yet so that <clears throat> right there with you uh kaminga dude needs to he's needs to stop uh, complaining media time doesn't he he's been good he's been good I, he's been I, playing good ever since like, yeah. and i really like pods too i really like pods that they drafted i think he's a good player mm. yeah. but we'll see what they do oh yeah pause yeah pause and chinjo yes he's the other he's came from serbia same place as darko right same place as darko i i don't know where he's from originally i think he played it he played in college though i think santa clara i i forget exactly where else, but yeah he was in the small one of the smaller schools, but yeah, he's very good. Anyways, that's the come on, do something tier. Are you ready to keep moving on up the tiers? Oh yeah. All right, here we go. Back on the rails. Next tier, sunshine and rainbows. These two, all these teams, 
are feeling great about where big they are. Banner. They're in a yeah. I don't know why the Jazz banner on the tears is so big. Um, it's the Jazz Rockets, Orlando, and Chicago. Orlando, they've slipped a bit uh, as to the heights that they were on in previous tiers. Um, they've come back down to earth. They're clinging to the eight seed right now. All these teams, they have young cores, young pieces. None of them are really expecting to be competing right now. Well, Chicago's the outlier. We'll get to them. The other three, Utah, Houston, Orlando, it's pretty self-explanatory. They have really intriguing young franchise players in the cases of Houston, Orlando. Orlando, obviously, with Paolo. And here comes Lou. Uh, Houston, obviously, with Shen Goon. Jalen Green is interesting. Uh, Utah and Houston have extra draft picks. Utah has a bunch of them. And then Houston has these Nets picks that are going to be pretty good to keep building their team with. Um so they're all very interesting. They're all in a great spot. They're all fighting for playoff positioning uh, in the in the play-in. Lou, welcome. Good to see you. There he is. Hello. Let's go. <laughs> Just in time. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be here. Yes, yeah. Sir. So Lou is uh, another big basketball guy. We're glad we got you for the end of this. These are so we're going through the these are my NBA tiers that I've done. Been doing a bunch of these throughout here. So you came in like okay. way through. We've been on the the bad teams for the most part so far. Yeah, I'm agreeing with what's on the bottom there. However, <laughs> dude, I don't know when the Blazers have when the Blazers are healthy, they can pull some upsets. They oh. have to be risky. They maybe they should be up in the silver lining season. Maybe I don't know. They I just don't know, man. I don't know. I no. would say that. I would keep them at. I hope you have good scouts. The scoot is. Uh, <laughs> Scoot is just not not having been bitten been as as uh, as expected. Oh yeah, it hasn't been great. No, I I like where they're at. I just think that with like DeAndre Ayton and Brogdon and Jeremy Grant and if Simons is playing well, I think they can pull some upsets. But Anthony is a dog. Anthony, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it would be in their best interest to look to move uh, Jeremy Grant or maybe even Ayton or Brogdon before the deadline. Yeah, I would think they'll move at least one of those. They definitely should. You could probably get a good bit for Grant too, because Grant is—he is people teams like contenders will value what he does with the two-way stuff. He's a hot commodity. He can't in everything. So, I mean, I just don't see you. I think it's more challenging for Aiden just because didn't he get that superstar contract as well? He has a big contract, but he's not the yeah. best. He really felt- yeah. I don't see that moving. <laughs> oh, but and then but, so- all right. Sunshine. So here we are. Sunshine and rainbows, Lou. Uh, hang on, I got you. Vibes. They're, so, over, yeah. they're in a good spot, all these teams. They're fighting for playing spots, but they have young cores in Utah, Houston's case. They have extra draft picks. Chicago's the outlier here, but the reason they're in this tier and not the one below it is the Kobe White breakout this year has been unexpected, but it's been crazy. He's been hooping. They're going to eventually move Levine, probably for not that much, because I don't know who even really wants Levine at this point, but they have moves to make. The Kobe White thing has really just changed the whole outlook for this team. So if he can keep this up and they can make some trades, get some more assets, I think they're in a good little spot to spite to do spot to do a little uh, pseudo kind of rebuild here on the fly with around Kobe White and Pat Williams is he's fine. He's young as well. We'll see what he becomes. But yeah, I'm a big Kobe White fan. Uh, being a North Carolina fan, I watched him uh a lot when he was in college and then I kind of followed him a lot uh during his early years on the Bulls so it's cool to see him finally make that jump to being uh one of the top guys on that team 
Yeah, yeah, for me personally, it's about time for Kobe White to finally be the one of those top guys on the team. Like he's gone through transformations, and I'm talking both basketball wise and physically wise. When he came into the league, he had crazier hair than I did. I mean, and now he got buzz cut it and everything, and here he is hooping. So maybe that was um, a key. slowed him down. For me personally, though, for this tier list, uh, I'm looking at the Rockets and Magic. Obviously, I talked highly earlier in this episode for the Rockets and uh, what Sengun has been producing. But you also have to remember, uh, Lou, I don't know if you know this, but I am a huge Dylan Brooks fan on this podcast. Um, He is so fun to watch when he is not on a Grizzlies uniform, in my opinion. So, uh, hey, it it has been better. It has been better. But anyways, I think uh, I would love to see who you got above those two, the Magic and Rockets, because we also got a brand new all-star in the Magic that was announced today. And Paulo Bencaro, your guy. It's really really surprising to see you put your Magic this low. You've been a little little optimistic on them. I have to be objective. And they've had, they've hit a bit of a rough patch lately. So Mm. I got to be objective. They're, uh, They've certainly fallen behind. Take of the year. Come on. We got to we gotta believe in our take of the year, man. We got to believe. Oh, they're still going to be in the playoffs. They'll still be in the playoffs. I think that's a win to make for them to make playoffs. And if they show a little bit of heart and play scrappy against a, a decent team, I think that's a win for their season. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. They're the best team of this group. I'll say that. They're still definitely the best team in that group for sure. 100%. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I don't know about that. You guys, have you seen Sengun play? The Rockets have a losing record. Actually, so. <laughs> the only one of the teams has a winning record. Um, the Jazz and Rockets are right around 500, but still. All right. Next tier, here we go. Good teams mo- pretty much from here on out. Litmus test. Big tier. Kings, Pacers, Pelicans, Mavs, Cavs. All these teams are good, winning, playoff teams. The litmus test is, of course, what are they going to look like the back half of the year going into the playoffs, and how real are they? Can they actually make a little run, win a round or two? Are there still there still could be moves to be made for all of them? The Pacers probably made their move already with Siakam, but I think it was a good move. I really like how he's looked on the Pacers. They've even been winning some games without Halliburton, and he's been playing better than he was in Toronto. All of these teams are not going to have the same fortune. That's also why this is kind of a litmus test. Some of these teams, at least one of them will probably crash and burn. One or more, maybe all of them, will be out in round one. But I do think one or two of them could make a run. Sacramento, uh, we talked about their guys getting all-star snubs. We love them on this pod, but they've got to make another move. They have to get a wing player uh, that can defend a little bit. Um, New Orleans, at least, I mean... They're just an enigma. You can't trust them whatsoever as far as what they're going to look like. Can we actually, will we actually get to see Zion all the way to the playoffs this year? I really like what Indiana's done, as I said with Siakam. Dallas, they should be better considering how good Luka has been. And for them to still be in the eighth seed with the season he's had is crazy. They improved their team from last year, but they still need a lot of moves to be made. They got to get some people they can guard. And we already talked about Cleveland, Jalen. They, they're the best team in this bunch right now, but they're just in such a weird spot with how their team is built. And I wonder, will there be a move? Will there not be? How is it going to fit when everyone's healthy? So major questions about all these teams down the stretch. But they're all exciting to certain degrees, and they're all, all relatively good. Yeah, I, I see think... why you are. Uh, I was going to say, I see why you did not put the Rockets with this tier. That's That, that was all I was going to say. I can see why. <laughs> that was all. Go ahead, Lou. 
Now, I was going to say the two, besides the Kings, because I'm really high on the Kings, besides the fact that they don't play defense half the time. But the two teams that I'm really curious to see in this group um, are the Pellies and the Mavs, because I feel like they're two teams that we've never really seen fully healthy for a really good stretch of time or just firing on all cylinders. Like when Luca and Kyrie and sometimes Tim Hardaway Jr., when they're all playing at their best, can they take down a powerhouse team like the Nuggets in the playoffs? I feel like they can. When Zion's playing and healthy, they've got B.I., who's a dog. CJ's a dog. They've got good defenders like Herb Jones. I love I mean, (laughs) I've watched the Pelicans play a fair amount this year, and when they're on their game, they're scrappy. I mean, they play good defense. They've got scores. But then if Zion's out or maybe C.J. McCollum disappears a little bit and then – they get blown out by 20 points. So you really don't know what you're going to get, like Colby was saying. And I'm just curious to see what both of these teams do come playoff time, If should they both make it in. Yeah, the West is going to be fascinating to see how the matchups play out with some of these teams, like what the seeding ends up being. Because it's going to be – I feel like it will be – a lot of – the Pelicans, too, are a team that, like, it's also very matchup dependent. Like, there are some teams that they match up really well against, I feel like, and others – that are just a disastrous matchup for them. Hmm. All right, Colby. I want to see what you got above these guys before I say anything. This is probably the most controversial tier is having this next group above these teams. But oh, here we go. There yeah, we go. I'm glad I waited. I'm glad. <laughs> next I'm tier here for it. Deja vu. So I don't know if you remember what happened last season, but both of these teams were right around 500 most of the year, fighting for their playoff lives. All regular season, we were asking, what, saying they were disappointing, what is wrong with them. And yet they were two of the final four teams left playing and both could have won the title if it weren't for Jokic. So the Lakers at Heath. The Lakers have been there have been louder. Their mess has certainly been louder with all the drama and rumors coming out, and they probably have to make a trade. They somehow beat the Celtics in Boston tonight without LeBron and AD. So that's something for what that's worth. Austin Reeves. Pretty, yeah, Reeves, <laughs> they're 500. Miami, much more, much less dramatically, is just hanging above 500. But we know, as I've mentioned earlier, Jalen, how seriously are they even taking the regular season? Who knows? We know what they look like in the playoffs. So just because of the playoff pedigree and what we've seen them accomplish as early as last year, I had to put them above all those teams below them that have better records. And it's deja vu because both these teams were in very similar situations last year and they wound up going deep into the playoffs. I'm going to go ahead and say, I I understand the angle you're coming from, but right now, man, you cannot just at the moment, it just kills me that you cannot have the Lakers and heat just over like over these teams right now. Like I agree with the con, like the premise. Like yes, these guys are gonna probably pull through at the end of the day. But Colby, this is not. What do they say on first things first? This is not what you, just the power rankings that you grab from US today, Colby. No, this is your tears list, Colby. This is your tears list. Come on, <laughs> you gotta have a little I, I, bit that's more. That's why. That's why. Even though they have a worse record than all those teams, I like. Okay, here, here's where I'll say it like and obviously the nuggets swept the lakers last year but if i'm 
we actually i'll throw it to you i'll ask you he's a nut timberwolves and thunder fans right there who your teams are about to be in the playoffs for their as a real contender for their first times as a group you know playoff series round one would you rather play any of those western teams below them or the lakers because i would personally rather play any of the teams below them maybe dallas because of luca maybe would be the only one you'd hesitate on but i would certainly rather play the kings or pelicans than the Lakers come the playoffs. As an OKC fan, to that. I, I'm going I'm, all in on the Lakers. See, I I can't agree with that because I've watched us. Besides the Kings, I feel like the Lakers just have our number. <laughs> we can't beat the Kings, so I would be terrified to play the Kings. But <laughs> the Lakers, besides when we ruined LeBron's scoring title game last year, they usually <laughs> they usually have our number. Just we either just don't shoot or their size just is tough for us but i'll definitely take the pellies or the mavs over the lakers and the kings really you know i would personally prefer the lakers i'm right there with anthony edwards um i want to see him beat lebron he wants lebron he wants to play lebron i want to see him i want to see him get that baton i think it's time for the torch to be handed type series that's what i want so if you gave me the lakers versus the wolves round one still have the torch what torch is he handing uh, lebron <laughs> handing him off the goat torch that's what it's gonna be oh okay so what's gonna be is he's gonna go to the finals with the wolves just like how lebron went to the finals with the Cavs. not win it he won't win it and then he's gonna leave and then he's gonna come back and win one for us so i'll be here i'll be i'll be here wow. eight years later okay. saying wolves are a dynasty <laughs> one thing with these two teams is and you mentioned how seriously are they taking the regular season? But at what point is that going to bite you? Because, I mean, we saw it one year where the Lakers just outright missed the playoffs. And at what point – I mean, Miami's lost lost seven straight before they beat the Kings. I mean, at what point does not taking the regular season seriously, like, come back and then you're sitting there at the end of the season and you have must-win games just to get in the play-in? And I don't yeah. know. That's true. It happened to the Warriors last season. I mean, you're right. It happened to the Warriors last season where they did they got fell to the playing game last year. You're right. I'll say this: of the two teams, I definitely feel much better about Miami than the hundred percent. Also, because just the East is like they have more wiggle room because there's the the teams that they're fighting with. Yeah, I mean, if Jimmy gets in the playoffs, I mean, we've seen what he does. He just (laughs) turns into prime Michael Jordan. Yeah. actually insane honestly this playoff series this playoff if the heat make it it's not jimmy butler that i'm going to be paying attention to it's going to be jamie jockass because if this dude turns out to be another heat zombie that we've been talking about oh he's going to are you kidding and i already know he will be that's why i just want to see what kind of zombie are we getting out of jami like i really think that we could be getting something special in the playoffs with that kid well especially if you i mean spo i mean what do you expect it's spo I mean, I already told Lou earlier before you got on here. I already told Jalen he was a little bit poo pooing the Terry Rozier trade. I I hate it. I told you, I guarantee you, Terry Rozier will score over 30 points in at least one play. I hate that idea too. (laughs) Probably more because I just think he needs to get acclimated. I think he's struggling right now, but I think once he gets (laughs) um, comfortable with the team and how they play, I think he'll, he'll see the shot fall. He's a scorer. That's right. I think it is a weird it is a weird fit though. And I, I just think watching him play for the heat looks strange. It's gonna take some but, years to 
I got yeah. one argument before we move on. It is to put the Cavs in deja vu as well. Because I'm pretty sure they were in the same spot last season when they were true. a top four you know team. What? And then they just they were just That's an fair. early playoff exit. So wait, I hadn't thought about that just because I feel like they're similar to uh they're just more similar to those other teams below with them, but that's a fair point. Yeah. Besides that, I'm good to go, though. I mean, I agree. That's all I got for these guys. All right. Give me the Lakers. So, from here on out, we're getting into the actual very good teams. Next tier, I also debated flip-flopping these next two tiers, like which tier was higher. So, you can tell me if you think I got it right. Maybe I, I – it's what I feel the worst about. Solo tier, hell in a cell. It's just the Knicks. The Knicks are no fun to play. The Knicks, here, here's what I'll say. This is a lie. They, as this Knicks team, as currently constructed, they cannot make a run to the finals. They can't win the championship. But I bet that Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Miami, the teams that you're expecting to be for a title in the East, want no part of this team in the playoffs because their strategy is essentially – they're going to punch you in the face, and they're just going to keep punching you in the face until you're dead. That's what they try to do. Literally everyone on this team plays defense, except Brunson, and he's unbelievable on offense. Everyone else on this team is a good to great defender. So this is the Tibbs' like wet dream team. This is what he's yeah. wanted probably all his career. Everyone defends. They play The Ananobi trade has been an out-of-the-park home run. He has really taken them to another level with what he brings. He can literally guard anyone. He can guard any player in this league as well as anyone. That was a great move for them. So it's hell in a cell. So they can't win the championship, but I don't want to face this team in a playoff series because they are going to be physical, play hard, play defense, and you're not getting out of that one without a few scrapes and bruises. It seems like it's almost destiny for them to find an absurd way to get bounced from the playoffs, though. I mean, I feel like the Knicks are one of the, <laughs> one of the memes of the NBA right now, like, they they've been better and better each year. So all the Knicks fans, which is a very large fan base, are super excited about their team. But I mean, they were excited last year. We saw what happened, and I just feel like it's destiny that they find their way out of the playoffs. To I don't know, in some absurd way, maybe the it's like the Tibbs way, like the Hawks, if they squeak in. Oh, the Hawks. <laughs> That's so true, dude. We're I was just up. telling them. We were just talking about how the Hawks are just like one of the best playing teams ever. Trey Young is the goat of the playing team. Dude, Trey <laughs> Young, Trey Young got snubbed. I don't even like Trey Young, but yeah, he he's averaging twenty-seven points and over ten assists a game. Didn't make the All Star game. That's insane. It is. I, we were oh, talking right. about snubs. We think he's going to be in there because Julius Randle and Embiid is hurt. Yeah. That is true. I, I forgot about Embiid. I think in. my vote's going to Jared Allen before Trey Young. I, I like I'm, I'm just a Jared Allen guy, but I understand Trey Young in the import. And you know, it's ice tray. You know, it's it's ice tray. I understand. The Cavs are just one of those teams that you kind of forget about. I feel like unless Donovan Mitchell's dropping sixty. Damn, damn, that's, that's weird. Also true. That's awesome. But we'll see. Anyways, I thought the Knicks deserved their own tier because they are kind of just in a unique spot. But oh, I, I agree. what they're doing, considering, you know what, they may not be contenders, serious contenders, but they were also like the complete laughing stock of the league like five years ago. So shout out to them for at least becoming respectful. Mm. They're in a tough spot. So I was debating, tell me if you think this next tier above them should actually be below them. Next group. 
oh, the elephant in the room. It's the Suns and the Clippers. Both these teams at times look excellent. Both these teams, in theory, could you see them hoisting up the Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of the year if all goes well? I mean, maybe. They have that kind of upside. They have Hall of Fame players all around. But the elephant in the room, of course. I mean, it's the same. It's for both teams. It's the health. It's the same. I mean, every year the Clippers have been assembled. It's essentially been, man, can you imagine? Except the bubble year where they got Jokic. Well, there's one player on there. Sorry. Except the bubble year where they got Jokic. All, every other year of the Clippers has been, man, if they were healthy. What, what what could they be in the playoffs if they were healthy? Well, they never are. They are right now. We'll see if it lasts. They've been on a tear. Me and you, Jalen, have both already said dead wrong so far about the Harden trade. I thought that was going to be a disaster. It's been great. Phoenix also, I mean, Bradley Beal is just a constant injury concern at all times. And Durant is has an injury history. He's getting up there in age. Phoenix, they also have other elephants in the room that Phoenix has no good role players or size. And what if James Harden gets upset about something for the Clippers? Then what happens? So, in theory, they have higher upside. That's why I put them with the Knicks. But we all know what the question is. Yeah, I will say regarding the Clippers, if if they are healthy, they're legit. Like they are a full, full title contender in my opinion. They, I mean, Kawhi and Paul George. Paul George is on another level this season. Kawhi's starting to look more like his old self. They both play defense. James Harden's allowed to do whatever he wants and just play his game. Um, I agree that trade's been great. Russ coming off the bench to bring a little bit of a spark, and they still have all those role players. Terrence Mann, um, they got Norman Powell, who people seem to forget about until you play against the Clippers and he bangs (laughs) six threes on you. (laughs) I mean, they're – they're going to be if they're fully healthy they i could easily see them going right to the nba finals i mean they are a legit team the suns the suns i just real quick i think that that lack of role players is going to be is going to be their undoing i mean they don't have the greatest of defenders i mean they can like they have microwave scores which could win them a couple games in the playoffs but i mean we all know that the NBA playoffs is is very defensive. So yeah, that's true. They don't have the, they have no size too. Like they have Nurkic, but he can't play defense, and they have no one else. Uh, all right, here we go. <clears throat> Should the Knicks be above this tier? Let me just ask you that off the bat. Should I flip oh, no. off those two tiers? No. Okay. That's a good question to ask me. Um, should the Knicks be higher? I'll agree with Blue. No. Okay. Because I mean, uh, like if I know Thibs, like I, I, I'm just looking at, at like, yeah, players and all that and all that jazz. Yeah, the Suns, Clippers got the players. But also when it comes to coaching, man, everyone's been like, oh, look at Thibs. I, I like everyone's starting to point towards Thibs like, guys, Thibs are still Thibs is still running his guys to the ground. Like he's still doing. He's just happy that he gets to do what he's doing. And win. Like you guys don't understand. Like you guys just don't understand. Um. So I'm definitely in agreement with that. Uh. But what I was busy with was digging up some old takes of mine about these Clippers here, and I decided to go all the way back, Colby, to April sixteenth when we decided to do our NBA playoff predictions. Okay. And I decided to hype up the one and only Clippers when they had only, I think it was 
two of the three at the time. They never had the complete rotation of Paul George, Kawhi, and Russ. No, none of them, all three played, I'm pretty sure, in a series. But yeah. I had them go to the finals. And my take here is I was a year too early. I think I might have been a year too early because they are playing even harder. They got they got Harden now. They got four old dudes that want to play ball. And it's just it's to that point where you're like, dude, when if this actually if now if they get three of the four of those guys, it's gonna work. It's like you gotta think of it that way now. Like if one of these guys take a seat, it's like they still got three of the four, you know? And my thing is you got Russ coming off the bench. I've been saying it since April of last year that Russ is a great player. And everything. So, and he's been doing whatever he can, wherever he can. So, I'm gonna, uh, I'm just gonna say I do agree with the take that the elephant is in the room, but I think the Clippers here, they have a chance to bump it up a little bit. Or hang on, let's do C weeks. Interesting. Okay, I always set the ten minute uh warning on Zoom here, so we'll get to these last few tiers. I know this next one will break the discussion. The folly of youth. It's both your teams. Oh, that's both. <laughs> Listen, they are great. Great teams. Excellent teams. Hot shot. Best, some of the best young players in the league. SGA, you could put him as high as the fifth best player in the league. He has a real legitimate MVP case. The Thunder, it's been a smashing success going away. The Timberwolves, again, I don't think anyone saw. I thought they'd be better this year. I did not see this coming. The cat go bear. I mean, uh, who knows? It actually you made worked. fun of me about cat and go bear. Yeah, I did. Full hand up. I thought I did not understand it, but you know what? Somehow it works. But me and Jamie, I hate to keep interrupting you, but me and Jamie ran the power towers and our intramural basketball team, and yet you question it in the NBA. That's that's just all I have to say. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't really see how that translates, but anyways, the folly of youth is, of course, though. Both these teams who are very good and could very well be the one in the two seed out West. Young teams historically don't win in the playoffs. The Timberwolves are a little different. Oh. They're not all young. Go Bears, obviously a veteran. Cat's been around for a while. The Thunder, they're all young and they're excellent. So these teams are great. I'd expect them to win at least a round or two. But it's going to be tough to beat some of the more experienced teams when you get down to the end. And that's the question is, can they break that historic trend? Look, I think uh, that. Go ahead, Luke. I'll let you go first. I think that after watching um, just about every single Thunder game this this season, I feel like what I'm about to say is very objective. Um, I think we're a great team. I think, like Colby said, Shea is one of the at least top five players in the NBA right now. You got guys like Jalen Williams, who's a budding star. Wow. Chet, although he's struggled recently, also a budding star. Role players, you got Isaiah Joe, Lou Dort playing lockdown defense. Cason Wallace, the rookie, has been playing really well. He's got one of the highest three point percentages in the league. And then you got, you just, we've got an, a solid all around squad, but I agree that you also youth get will play a factor. I mean, we were able to beat the Pellies in the play in last year, but we saw us run out of steam against the Wolves. And I do think we have what it takes to win a playoff series, but I also think that. Other teams are going to script against us, and we're starting to see that recently, even in the regular season in big games. We've seen teams like the Clippers, the Lakers, um, someone else we just lost to that I can't remember. Even the Nuggets, they 
they're finding ways to uh, put all their guys on Shea and leave someone like Josh Giddy wide open to take the open three. And if he's not hitting those threes, which most of the time he's not hitting those threes, then we need another way to generate offense. And and we've seen I've seen us our offense struggle a lot recently um, to put up points, which is definitely concerning. But the one thing I will say about our team is we're going to fight in every game. I've never seen us just roll over and, and die, even if we're down 20 points. So I think that's one trait about us that's going to be really, really important come playoff time is just our ability to to scrap and claw back into a game if we need to or scrap and claw and win a tight game in the fourth quarter. So see, see what happens. See everybody, you Colby, very even the NBA media. You were right. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna put you with the NBA media here, Colby, because everybody here thinks this Wolves team is just chock full of youth. I'm pretty I, sure I, Mike. I'm pretty sure Mike Conley's pretty damn old. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure Rudy Gobert was around for quite some time. Uh, this is Cat's fourth All Star game. And he's a three-point champion. Only, he's been an all-star three times before this. Yeah, only three. That's only crazy. three. I, I would like to. That's I would like to crazy. highlight the. I only did not time. think he made it that many times. He's been in the league a while, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not a perfect fit for the Timberwolves, but I feel like the team. Well, there's one player that. Hang on. Let me. Let me. Let me go on. There's one player out there that that you you are obviously putting this direction into. His name. <laughs> Is Anthony Edwards and McDaniel's McDaniel's and Jane McDaniel's? Yes, Jane McDaniel's. I thought you were going to talk about my boy Nas Reed. Oh, I love Nas Reed. Yes, Nas Reed, number three. Nas Reed. I honestly, I would love to put him at number two because he doesn't punch walls. Uh, shout out Jaden, but uh, I love I love Nas Reed. Yes, best. I even come out and say he's one of the best products to come out of LSU. Um, besides, you want to rock. If you want a lock of a bet in a Thunder Wolves game, take Nas Reed's over in threes because he's going to hit it every time. I know he's beautiful. He's just he's just a, he's a fun scrappy guy. But my thing here though is when I was going to the Wolves and seeing how their youth is, and you were talking about that, I just think that this season's a little bit different when it comes to our playoff expectation. Last season, we were the only team to beat the Nuggets, something that Colby thought was funny that we beat them once for the gentleman sweep, but I thought had some pretty good value. Uh, because guess what? Every other team lost to the Nuggets. You also okay, you weren't the only so team. So we are the one team that uh, got the only the team to beat the Nuggets. The Lakers didn't beat the Nuggets. All the others won one or two. You won more against the Lakers. That's what I said. Did the did the Suns win one game? Suns won two games. Oh shit! I got damn it! I need to go check up on my facts. But anyways, <laughs> our my proud wolves got a game. <laughs> and the kid, the main thing is, I stood here saying that the wolves are going to be up there, contending and making a big impact on the playoffs this year. And look where we at now, number one seed. It's honestly a little bit of a crime to have us right here right now. I mean, I understand we split a series with the Thunder in the regular season, but crime? It's a crime. Yes. It's a crime. We've been to the playoffs. We have playoff veterans on this. Okay, team. you've been to the playoffs once and you lost in five games with this roster. Not four. Look, That's what matters. It, well, there's only four teams left above them. Uh, when you're the number one team in the West, Colby. Okay. And, and we only played the Nuggets once. I did. I made sure I did the quick check. We only played you once. I mean, that's one zero us. I mean, come on. 
if we're going yeah. off that, I mean, we're three and one against the Nuggets. Yeah, that's true. Year. Yeah. So what's up with their? Let's see this. Uh, let's see this list. Going off of that, obviously. <laughs> but that's fine. We'll we'll get to it. The teeth of the wolves are coming for you, Colby. Then the wolves are coming, literally. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll have to take I'll have to take your word for that. All right. So, you know what, you guys. Lou was very objective in his analysis. I'll say oh, that. I don't know that you are, uh, my team's number one in the West. How am I not objective? They totally Come on, man. Oh, man. This is the tears from like two years ago. Hang on. <laughs> Loading it. What a good time that was. Low ceiling. Wimby watch. Low floor. <laughs> Wimby <Yama. laughs> Hey, you guys got Chet. That's close. Yeah. That's close. It's, it's like the great value. That's right. Chet, Chet's been very good. Okay. No, I like uh, Chet. Three, three more tiers. Here we go. Next tier. If it loads. Oh, my goodness. My computer's spazzing out. Bad defense, bad history. Bucks and the Sixers. So these teams have been two of the five best players in the world between them, certainly. I would say pretty inarguably at this point. Obviously, Milwaukee is much more proven than the playoffs. But we all know their coaching debacle and the Doc Rivers of it all. And more concerning is the fact that they just can't guard any perimeter players and anyone can just light them up. Still haven't won a game yet with Doc Rivers. Because they still have Giannis, who's the second best player in the world, and they do have Dame, I still keep them up this high. They're still a good team and they're still a contender. Philly, full disclosure, I don't, we obviously don't know the extent of Embiid's injury and I made these tiers a day or so ago, so... They could be due to drop if he's out a while, but they've still been very good. Nick Nurse has been a major upgraded coach for them, um, and I love what Maxie's doing. And they still have moves to make. The concern with them is obviously their horrid, horrid playoff history with the whole Embiid era. But because of what they have, and they are at least a little more proven than than the all's two teams, I do have the the this tier above it. The bad defense, bad history, the major concerns with those two. I mean, yeah, when you we were joking about it earlier on the podcast. I mean, not only do you have bad defense when it comes to the Bucks currently, but bad history just got implied to you when Doc Rivers just joined the team. So I completely agree there. <laughs> um, I like I personally do like Nick Nurse, though, in the 76ers. I really want to believe that's why I say it really sucks that Embiid is hurt. Because I really do want to see what Nick Nurse can do with the 76ers roster before he guts it. I think that's what the plan is here. I think he's going to see what he can do with it. And then he's going to see where the dead leaves are, like Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. Sure, he's getting the most out of them right now. How long are they going to stick around? Especially with this injury, he's probably really considering that. So I hate to see the Sixers there. But, yeah, they even fell apart ever since. Like, they've, like, what, lost five, four straight since he got hurt? So, yeah, it's pretty respectable i know the bucks just lost a, a sad sad game to the blazers but there's just i just can't count out Giannis and damian lillard in the playoffs i mean i've seen damian lillard send teams home on game winners that just should not be hit and i think when it comes down to it if you need a guy to take the last shot in a close game which is what we're going to see in the playoffs i would want damian lillard on my team the Sixers are chalked, in my opinion. I I don't think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get first rounded wow. in the playoffs. Oh, okay. I okay. think that possible. I think I don't think they have a winning mentality. 
And I think that as good as Embiid is, I just don't think that he has what it takes with the roster surround that surrounds him, aside from like Maxi to to win a, a championship or even a playoff series. I think I just don't see it. I mean, they've let they've let us down time and time again. That's definitely um, every year we think they're going to be good, and Embiid's going to be coming off a meniscus tear. I mean, that's not a that's not an easy injury to just come back from. So. Yeah. As good as Maxi is, I just don't I don't know. Unless he goes nuclear. That's fair. I mean, I think they gotta make another move. They they do have some assets they can make a move with. So I think to see what they do with the deadline. But yeah, you, you make those are all very fair points. They may be a smidge. It's a bold take, but I just yeah, I mean I, I just can't see it. I don't see it being bold because I'm a person that has always come out always questioning and everything about Embiid. I mean, I've said it in our group chat that I'm always going to be a Embiid questioner and hater. Um, mostly because I just, the same reasons you just said, I just don't think it'll ever work out. I've seen from the moment I've seen that man walk off the court in Toronto. I think I, that was the moment where I think I, I thought that was their chance. Never since then, I always just wasn't a believer in Joel Embiid. So I'm right there with you. It's just, that's why I said that this is Nick nurses. That's why I have a lot of faith in Nick nurse and everything. That. Yeah. Like I, I trust him what he did. He was the one that put Joel in this situation. No. Um, <laughs> and uh, I also think that Nick Nurse also is like, if, like I said, I think he will probably gut this team next season if it doesn't work out. And if they do get first round exited, Nick, I hope Nick Nurse stays. So that way they can make those moves. And I think they will be a better team if they do. I would be curious to see what they, what it looks like if, if he was to trade um, Embiid and, and Tobias Harris. Embiid to the Knicks would be fun. That would be a lot that. of fun. That would be so many him. games would come out of that. Dude, I could see him going to Miami. I could see that. That was another one, too. I was about to say, get rid of Bam. Ugh. We were just talking about how Bam's an automatic all-star but for Bam's some reason. Great. I mean, that's a good – that's a pretty good uh, – That's if you're going to lose Embiid, I mean, that's something to get Bam in return. We'll see. We'll have to see how they do in the playoffs. Depend. The matchup is going to be important for them, too. I would not mm-hmm. want to see, like I said, I would not want to see if any of them got the heat. I would be scared. Yeah, yeah <laughs> obviously, no one wants to see the heat. Whichever high seed play them, it's going to just be kicking. Yeah, that's the issue with the heat is they, they is they mess up the whole structure of the Eastern Conference playoffs <laughs> yeah. by getting the, the, seven, dodge the heat rather than worry about getting the highest seed. <laughs> yeah, so you're sitting there like getting wanting one of the top seeds. Knowing damn well that you've got the Miami Heat getting anywhere between six and eight, and you're like, "Gosh, this sucks!" Like, why can't they get four or five? <laughs> four or five for fucking six. Like that's like they belong. Realistically, they're probably the fourth or fifth best team in the East, but they're gonna sit somewhere between the sixth and eighth seed, and then yeah. <laughs> have to play like the Bucks or the Celtics first round again. And, it's gonna go seven or something. I don't know. It's it happens every year. Yeah, it happens every year. All right. Well, I'll round this out because we all know who's left at this point. Hey, and look, I'm objective. Next year, don't let them get that one seed. We won't. Letting you know to the rest of the Western Conference, if the Denver Nuggets are healthy and the one seed, it's a quick wrap. No one is beating them if they have the one seed. Um, maybe no one's gonna beat them anyway. We'll see. Out West, the finals, who knows? Um, 
look, they obviously still deserve to be the favorites out West. They almost beat the Thunder last night without Jokic. Um, they're, listen, they have had nights where they've looked bad. They're, I don't know, again, are they 100% locked in every night? And the bench has taken Bruce Brown. Losing him has hurt them. Um, they aren't running away with the one seed yet. So that's obviously why I can't put them at the top of the tiers. But look, I think they're still certainly the Western favorites and probably the title favorites to a lot of people, um, including obviously my very biased self. Not completely biased if you have these bastards up in front of them. Yeah, I mean, look, what do you want me to do? Yeah, I'll just go ahead and show you the top now yeah. or never. I mean, now I don't <laughs> ever going to have a team that's this good again like this team is it's stacked they still you know i still the big worry is the coach um and i still don't completely trust them down the stretch in the playoffs um but they're i mean they're starting five when they're all out there it's incredible the holiday white backcourt brown tatum porzingis is just i mean that's tough to stop man so look they've been the best team all year they have the best record by several game margin they're loaded so i think they deserve to be at the top right now we'll see if they can get it together in the playoffs but i mean right now they've they've looked like the best team for most of the time not tonight when they lost to the austin reeves lakers but i'll be honest with you these tears were made before tonight obviously so you know regular season nba is a crap shoot though i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm only saying I'm not only saying that because we lost to the Pistons, but I also am. Um, no, I mean anybody right. can be anybody yeah. on any given. Absolutely, and teams are on completely different levels of rest, game to game. Mm-hmm. There's another reason for that in the playoffs. But anyways, I don't that- know. I think I think the Celtics find their way back in the finals this year. I think that they back. I think they almost came back and reverse swept the Heat last season. And I think that I, they just ran out of gas. and They just definitely came into that series thinking that they were going to walk all over them and didn't. And I think they're going to come back this year with a chip on their shoulder and power their way to the finals as long as they can beat the Bucs should they play them. But I would agree with that. And their team is also better. They are better. Than oh, yeah. <laughs> Porzingis completely changes that team. Yeah, I hate to hear that. <laughs> That's it, see, I I was actually a big questionable person about that trade. Like I was like, of course, like Porzingis is gonna not. I think I thought Porzingis was gonna be actually the reason why this team didn't succeed, and I was completely wrong. So it is uh, it has been a it's been a rough rough one, but he has gotten injured. So and this team has not even faltered during that injury. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, it pretty much sums up to why they are number one. So, Colby, as always, man, you're cooking up a good list, man. This has been something uh, something that is delectable from even the finest connoisseurs of uh, cooking. So let me just say that. But uh, <laughs> but before we go off and everything, I know, I know you guys are out east and the clock is over there oh, two hours yeah. ahead of me. I already know <laughs> that. It's almost 1130. Um <laughs> It's almost 11.30. Lou, I have a couple questions for you before we go into it. Just two. Just two. I promise, Colby. Just two. All right. Keep me me to two. I've got answers. First, 
One of them's going to be a fun one, but uh, no, actually, they're not. They're both going to be objective. I'll keep it objective, okay? I wanted to, I wanted to be like, when do you think Shea will start getting whistles blown on him? But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah, right. going on to the next one, we got uh, – Hold on. Wait, before question. you ask that question, there's actually a stat that I saw today that's really funny. It was most points scored in the NBA, not counting free throws. And uh, Luka Doncic was number one and sitting at number two was – um. Yours truly, Shea Gildas Alexander. So, <laughs> oh I don't know if free throw right. merchant is the right term. I wouldn't um, call it that, but I guess the Wolves he is. You literally can't <laughs> cannot stop him from scoring. So, Wolves can't. I was gonna say, yeah, Wolves complain about it. But, um, all right, here comes the uh, here comes the questions. You ready, guys? Right, Colby, hey, you already man. heard them. Uh, these are. I'm gonna let you respond to mine and Colby's answers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I presented the question, higher chance to make it to the playoffs. And our selection had to come from the seven seeds and under. Okay. Now, if you want a quick second to go through your seven seeds, if you want to, and everyone underneath, I'll go ahead and give you our selections here. Um, Colby went with the Lakers and Mavs. Bread. Yeah, I was about to say bread. Um, and then I went Rockets and Warriors. So Just two spectrums here. Two spectrums here. Yeah, they just got to make the playoffs and everything. Play in, ca- play Are we in. talking just Western Conference? You can go East if you want, because on my list I also have the Magic, but I didn't have to use them. So you can uh, you can use the East if you want as well. So those are the those are the lines there. Seven seeds and under. Who has the higher chance to make it to the playoffs? Um, in the West, I gotta say the Lakers. I mean, I think they're going to find a way to win an, a plan or two and get at least the eight seed. And, and the other team I'd say is the Mavs. I mean, Luca, Luca will find his way to the playoffs. He's too good not to. He yeah. he can take over a game. And if you're if you're the Pelicans or the Jazz or the Warriors, barring Steph Curry going for sixty, I think that. Luca's going to will them to a playoff series. Um, as far as the as far as the East goes, I mean that's easy for me. It's the Heat, definitely. They're going to find their way in, and then I'm going to say I'm going to say the Hawks. Oh, you've been big on the Hawks on this Hawks, episode. Okay, I'm going to say that they they make a move at the deadline. I don't know what they're going to do, um, but I think they make a move, get some help, and I I just think they're too good on paper to not squeak into the playoffs above a team like the Bulls. And as much as I, I like the Magic, they, they are very young, and youth can sometimes be your downfall. And be careful there. I mean, we, on this, we, we're huge Magic supporters on this podcast. Lou. Uh, I we, love we, the Magic. We we this is our this that's the take of the year here for the NBA. That's our take of the year is NBA is the Magic making the playoffs. So okay, just yeah, just I mean, so it's know, it, just so you it's know, it's between the two. It's between the Hawks and Magic in my opinion. Maybe, but I'm just gonna roll with the Hawks. Just because, I know you're a betting man, so you might want to put a little bit on there. You know, just support I mean, the cause. No, there you go. Put that elbow up there. I wonder what the odds are, but um, we've seen what Trey Young can do and. It's just hard for me to say that they're they're not going to make it in. And I wanted to go a little bit bolder there. Um, 
and not pick the the chalky one, but yeah. That's all it is, because the next one, you can't take any chalk. I mean, you choose the top six teams that have the biggest chance to flop flop post-All-Star break. Colby chose the Clippers. Yeah, top six teams to take a flop post-All-Star break. Um, You got the clip. Colby took the Clippers and 76ers. I went Suns and 76ers. Um, And just a quick little strength of schedule for you here. Uh, none of those teams are in the bottom 10 besides the Clippers. So, teams to flop post all star break. The Sixers are an easy pick just because Embiid's gonna miss an extended period of time. Um, huh, let me think about this. Suns or Clippers? Let me do that for you. Suns or Clippers? Between the See, Suns and settle the bait for me and Colby. Suns or Clippers, biggest chance to flop, since we all agree that the 76 are going to struggle in the post after the All Star break. I would say this, unless health becomes a concern, I'm going to pick the Suns just because. I mean, I've seen them lose some weird games, and I mean, it's so much easier for guys to go cold on offense than it is for shitty defenders to start playing defense (laughs) we celebrate here we celebrating here just because we got to win uh thank you will thank you but i will say um another team that i could see whopping is um is the pacers no the no defense that's true. <laughs> yeah, that no defense could buy it. That's back. the only thing for me. And I I like Siakam, but he's just not a needle mover in my eyes. And I mean, I just well, I just can see a world home. I just can see a world where the Pacers string together a couple losing streaks and then the next thing you know, they're sitting there like, are we gonna make the play in? Or we we definitely get... need to come back on because we were actually pretty hyped when we heard the Siakam trade. We over here, we were like, "It's about damn time the Pacers made a move." But I think so too. Play. I think it was a good move that it was a good risk for them to take and make that move. I just team. don't. He does fit with their team. I just don't know what what that's going to look like, and if that's going to take them to the next step, or if it's just going to be Siakam on the same old Pacers and. They still won't play defense, but they'll score. Yeah. All right. And know. now, Lou, thank you for answering those two tough questions. I'll give you a couple minutes to get your final thoughts. That's right, folks. It's time for our final and everyone's favorite segment of the show, Final Thoughts. Lou, you are a new one for this one. This is where we take it to any sporting topic that you have on your mind that you just want to share to the world, any sporting topic, Okay. So while you get your thoughts ready, me and Colby will go. Well, me and Colby will go ahead and get it started for us. Colby, go ahead. Um. Well, I'm actually gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna. Can I use my final thought to ask you a question, Jalen? Is that allowed? I haven't. Do done you that. have two final thoughts? No. Or was just, it just one? All right. Go ahead. It's because I just want to get your reaction quickly. I don't know if you saw, but right before we started this, they announced uh, Cliff Kingsbury is the Raiders OC. as a Raiders guy since you love the Raiders so much uh how do you feel about that for your guy AOC oh Aiden O'Connell's about to be cooking dude that mustache dude okay 
I'm not going to lie. My my final thought was going to the NFL as well, but I'll save it for the last one, of course, because it comes to my backup quarterback category as well. Aiden O'Connell. It's going to be a great it's a great weekend in Vegas right now, baby. It's going to be a great couple of weeks in Vegas. Let me just say that. Oh, my gosh. Um, I like that a lot. I really do. Cliff Kingsbury, vertical, very vertical offense. And you have Devontae Adams as of right now. So that's what the biggest thing is. You still have Devontae Adams. And you still have that beast of a tight end that came from Notre Dame. So those are the guys that I'm looking at. All right. That was my final All right. Lou, do you have your final <laughs> thoughts? This is a, This is also going to go to the NFL. This is a little bit of a two-parter. Um, okay. Both okay. Falcons related. Shocking. Um, I the first one in the background. I know. I thought that was fitting. Oh, the good. first one is I saw today that Dan Quinn is on his way to the Commanders. Yeah, um, that's surprising. Very interesting move. I loved Dan Quinn as, as a coach, as a guy. I think he's a great guy. I'm very curious to see how he does because I think that Super Bowl gave him some ghosts and nightmares, and I just don't think that he's been able to. He was able to get those off his back in the years after uh what 2016 so i'm very very curious to see how he structures his team what he does with the quarterback situation if he rolls with sam howell i mean they have a top draft pick if he picks one of the qbs um how he really just goes about structuring this team and if he's able to take them to that 2016 falcons-esque style of play where they made that run to the Super Bowl and if he's able to do something and kind of shed some of those demons. Second, um, going to the actual Falcons, uh, a lot of talk over our head coach hire and just more so the whole process, I guess I would say. Um, yes, but as a, a fan of the team, I am glad that we did not hire Bill Belichick. I think that that was – the right decision. I think we hired a player's coach who's very smart, um, hasn't had the most success in the past, but I think that he deserves another opportunity as a head coach. Brought over Zach Robinson from the Rams, their OC, um, highly respected, um, worked really well with Stafford, helped with Puka Nakua. Um, so I really, I really like the addition there. I like a lot of the coaching hires and that he's had. One thing I would love, love, love to see, and I think that because we didn't uh, hire Bill Belichick and did hire a younger head coach, is we're I think we're going to go for a young QB. Um, I think if we hired Bill, we would be pursuing someone like Russell Wilson, maybe Kirk, um, in free agency, like a, a vet to try yeah. and win now, but I have I would do anything for us to trade up or find a way to draft Jaden Daniels because I think that kid is legit. That would be and sick. I think he's fun. And he's I got forgot legs. you're a big draft guy. I forgot you're a college football guy. I hate to interrupt you, but I forgot you're a big college football guy. And uh we actually do a little bit of draft stuff on here. So that's why I'm moving around a lot. When you said Man. that that's an interesting final thought there, Lou. Go ahead and wrap it but up. Sorry if... to interrupt you. Sorry. I know Jaden McDaniels is a, it's a hot commodity. I mean, he won the Heisman. He did, and I think he was well-deserving. I think that kid's legit. I think he would thrive 
in our offense with Bijan and Drake London and Kyle Pitts. And if we get another receiver, maybe we sign T. Higgins. And we have oh. a, we have a good O line. And I think that that offense would be filthy if we actually use our skill position players the way that they're meant to be used, which I think shouldn't be an issue coming in to next year without Arthur Smith. Well, it's funny you uh, mentioned both Arthur Smith and T. Higgins. Uh, great final thought. But a fellow uh, podcast member in the name of Christian has said that this was his take for the offseason. T. Higgins will be a Titan next season. So he thinks he's going to the Titans. Yes. That's the only reason why I wanted to share that and everything. Because you mentioned not only Arthur Smith, too, who was a Titan OC. But uh, that's perfect. There you go. That's That was good final thoughts. Good shit, bro. Um, Higgins to the Titans. That makes me want to follow it. (laughs) That makes me want to vomit, too. Don't worry. We were. (laughs) But uh, that's the reason why I think it will happen, too. But no, I can see it. Titans are making some weird moves. My final thought, it's going to my favorite place in the NFL. And it is actually in Orlando, Florida, where the Pro Bowl is happening. Oh, my God. (laughs) An amazing quarterback graced my screen. He was sitting there next to another elite quarterback. In between Peyton Manning and Tua Tua Tagovailoa. And I can't even say his name right at the moment was a man so majestic, graced the covers of Jalen's weekly coverage of the Indianapolis Colts. Gardner Minshew at the Pro Bowl, baby. That's what we're talking about. Jalen's backup QB bar is popping off right now, folks. First player player in the the history of the bar to be invited to the Pro Bowl. Shout out to him. Yeah, the bar's popping off. I'll say this more deserving than Tyler Huntley was last year of being in it for sure. Oh, definitely. I was surprised when I saw Geno Smith in that picture, but I was just looking at, I was like, Oh hell yeah. Gardner Minshew baby. So everyone, as always, hopefully this was some, uh, what was the word I usually say? Some good stuff, right? Colby. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Thank you for listening to the CJ JC show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.